Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. It is wonderful to be back with you and joining me as always, Michael Corbin. Michael, how are you? Emmanuel, glad that you're here to rein me in again this week. Uh, it's a bit loose last week, a bit free, got to say whatever I want. Uh, no one to keep me in check, so it's glad, glad to have you back um, and someone who's going to disagree with me. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to give a big hearty shout out to the list of people that um, reached out just to, uh, to uh, see how I was going. Um, I'll just start with those names now. And that's everyone. So thank you and um, really appreciate the support, guys. <laughs> uh, but look, let's get, it, let's get into it because I'm in a pretty good mood again this week and you're in a pretty not so good mood. Uh, four games... Four games across the weekend. Uh, the four t- favourites won for the first time since 2012. 235 points scored across four games. Uh, there was a common theme. The team that lost started fast and their opponents reined them in. Um, pretty impressive. The Roosters-Penrith uh, game was the only game that really did go down to the wire, though. Uh, they put up a fight, but the rest of them... Um, uh, just um, the eventual winners ran away with it. Corbs, what did you like? What did you not like? Uh, so, yeah, you mentioned all four teams that ended up going to lose scored the first two tries. So, Roosters are up 10-0. I think Cronulla are up 10-0. Parramatta are up 12-0. And the Knights are up 14-0. All teams lost. All four favourites won, which is the first time that's happened since 2012. Um and I'm wondering whether it has something to do with just the, the divide in the competition. Um, we saw the Roosters and Panthers were close, but there was a point there where the Panthers were well and clearly the better team on the field. I know Roosters clawed back, uh, but I was pretty disappointed with that 20 minutes before halftime and probably the 10 minutes after halftime. I think that middle, I think we really missed Jake Friend last week. That, you know, someone to... Nathan Cleary went over three times in that period. That's that's unacceptable. Um, Panthers are a really good team. Uh, I think they will be in the grand final. They will end up versing the winner of Parramatta versus Souths. And as well as Souths have been playing, and I think they do get the win this week. I think the Panthers are a next level and... Uh, yeah, I could see them going all the way to the grand final. Um, but yeah, interesting that the, the favourites started slow, but, you know, experience and just I think the, the lack of uh, the, the, the more talent on the park uh, allowed those teams to come back. Sharks started out really fast, um, but just execution uh, with a lack of experience in that team really let them down. Yep. There has been so much made after the weekend, Forbes, about defence and what's happened to defence in games and where's it gone and all this. In round three, before round three, when the six-again rule was introduced, part of the reason it was introduced is because Peter Volandis had received comments from the broadcasters that the games were boring and mind-numbing and there weren't enough points being scored. And suddenly we have 235 points scored across four games and everyone's in a bit of a panic. I liked it. There were some good tries. There was free-flowing footy in all games. Um, the, Pen- the Penrith especially had some uh, run-of-the-mill lucky tries that eventual premiers just seemed to score. The bounce of the ball goes their way. 
but Melbourne and Para. I'm thinking of uh, Pappenhausen's try um, and Gutho's try, where it sort of went out to Jennings, uh, to Ferguson, and back through to Gutho. They were great length of the field tries, which I think is really part of like the, the more open, expansive game that has been brought about by the fatigue that sets in because of the six again rule. So I, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed seeing a lot of points being scored and you get to see athleticism from a lot of the players. Yeah, I think what happened was you get a lot of those teams that, especially like Melbourne, the moment, like at the start of the game, Para came out really hot and fast. They scored two tries early, right? But in a game, Melbourne don't let games get away from them. And they slowly started building momentum. You get those six again calls. The games, there's more fatigue in the game. And that's where the points start piling on. And I think that's what that rule has brought in. It, once a team gets momentum, it's a lot harder uh, for the other team to get back into the game. Uh, whether I like it or not, I don't know. Uh, gone were the days where you'd get a 12-10 clash or something like that. But who knows? We could see that in the next couple of rounds as obviously the less teams there are in the competition, the, the, the teams that are in the comp still remaining are better. So we're hopefully going to see some closer matchups. Um, and yeah, hopefully there aren't too many blowouts this week. It was a bit unfortunate to see that many blowouts. Um, but, you know, I think semi-final football, there's no, it's normally really close. Yeah. Definitely. I also uh, want to give a shout out to the return of the quick tap, which uh, made an appearance in the Raiders Sharks game uh, with uh, Jack Wyden scoring a great try. I like this. I think that one of the problems that's happened is that the referees have refused to let them go and they've brought play back for whatever reason or another so that the defensive line is set. Now, I think that if the defensive line is not set because someone is back chatting, that creates its own problems with the referee. If you allow these quick taps to happen, then the players aren't going to be disputing the referee's decisions and the game moves a bit faster, which seems to be what everyone wants. So, so uh, many really times, like yeah. yeah, so many times you see a player do a quick tap. It's like, oh, you're a half a meter off the mark. Oh, this player had a foot in front of you. Just let them go. No one cares. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, agree. Um, absolutely agree. Um, and then I think the Souths game, Souths were awesome. Um, of course, like 14-0, you'd normally be in panic mode, but the way we're scoring point, points at the moment, um, it was just as soon as you get on a roll, you just had the feeling it was going to be a big score. Um, but Newcastle's, I think, result is just the story of the season. 14-0, looked on top, looked in control, uh, and then all of a sudden got away from them. And But for a consolation try in the last minute, it would have been 46 unanswered points to Souths. Um, they had a very hot and cold season. Um, I think Adam O'Brien did a good job to get them there, but they've really got to look to take it to the next level. They've got a premiership winning, origin winning half. They've got Kalen Ponger at fullback. Um, they're unlucky to lose Blake Green, Kurt Mann, um, but I think they'd be looking to capitalise next year and, and um, try and find some more consistency and get rid of the... I think it's more of a mental thing with Newcastle and sort of being present and putting in effort and having commitment to the team. So um, Newcastle, I think, did quite well. Cronulla, on the other hand, I've been critical of them all year, um, but I thought they put in quite a spirited performance against a Raiders side that might have been looking towards um, this week's grand final rematch. 
Yeah, uh, you mentioned the Knights. They were up 14-0. They just kept on letting Souths back in there. I think in the first 20 minutes, there was about six or seven errors with it from both teams, even Souths. It's how Newcastle got out to the lead. From inside their own halves, just giving the opposition t- uh, possession inside their own half. And that's how Knights scored early. And then, you know, Adam Reynolds kicked the ball out in the full at one point. He kicked the ball dead at one point. I think the Knights kicked the ball dead at one point. And, you know, coming out of their own end after points, they dropped the ball off the kickoff. There was a myriad of errors. And it was really, really, really poor, really poor from the Knights. They had that game and they just let it go. Really, I don't know, Mitchell Pierce wasn't great. Kalen Ponga disappeared. And I think, you know, I think Tyson Frizzell will really help them next year, uh, experiencing the forwards. Uh, but they have this problem where they play too far, too far, too, try to go too far up the middle and don't go outside enough. And I think that's what hurt them. Uh, I don't know. I've, I never saw the Knights as a contender this year. Um, I've, I've still got questions on Kalen Ponga. He, he's not consistent enough for me. And that, that it showed because the team didn't win back-to-back games all season. Yeah. Um, and I think they, their whole performance this uh, in the first week of the finals would have been very different had they been able to um, batten down the hatches and put in a comprehensive performance the week before against the Titans. Um, I just think that that should have been alarm bells for the club and its fans in terms of where the team is at mentally. And, you know, you I know that they're coming off three consecutive wooden spoons and disappointing year last year, but... Um, you don't want to just be there to make the numbers either and you want to give it your all come finals time. Uh, and I feel like Newcastle really did not do that on the weekend. Nope, I agree. Some of the things that have come out of this weekend is that uh, Viliami Kikau is now going to miss uh, the next game that they play, uh, whoever it is against Panthers, I mean against the Rabbitohs or the Eels for that uh, throw on Jared Royer Hargraves. Uh, he took, he tried to fight it um, and is going to miss a week. I don't agree with the decision. I think he should have got off. I don't like players missing. I prefer, I give him a suspended sentence if that's what it takes. I want to see the best players playing in the finals. Now we've seen players in big games uh, miss out before. We've seen Cameron Smith, 2008 Grand Final, Isaac Luke in 2014, just to name a couple. Um, I mean, obviously, you want your best team of players to be there to beat the other best team of players in, in the big game. But I, I just, the way things are going with, with head injuries and and um, the lawsuits that, that have been occurring in other sports, and I just think the NRL is always going to be cracking down on on any sort of dangerous looking tackle. I, I don't think these ones were that dangerous, though. Especially the Smith one. I think there was probably a bit more in the kick-out one. Um, others seem to disagree, but um, it's just the way it's going. I, I just want some consistency around the process. I, I, I would almost rather a, a clean slate for the judiciary corps and, and less of this sort of carryover and all that. It's like, why, why do we have carryover points anyway? That's I don't ridiculous. understand. I don't like Cameron, I don't actually so understand Cameron, yeah. what it, yeah, so Cameron Smith's taking the early guilty plea so that he doesn't have to have the opportunity to actually miss a game if he lost at the judiciary. 
he now gets 75 points on his record. If he gets a charge in the week before the grand final, he might miss the grand final because he has those carryover points. It's ridiculous. The carryover point system is stupid. Yeah, and it just it there's it's not for for a game that has so much media coverage. There is not enough clarity on gradings and charges. And where do you find all this stuff? Where where do they show players' records? Why can't it all be open and accessible? Why can't the whole judiciary process, if they're so concerned about coverage, broadcast it, show everything, explain to a fan what actually goes on, what they're looking for and what the complaints are, and maybe it'll raise more awareness instead of criticising the situation. I think the whole thing is a circus and it, and it detracts from the, you know, if Penrith were playing this week, it would detract from we're up to Wednesday and we're still talking about kick out. Um, and... They're not you even remember, playing this week. You you remember the 2018 grand final? The the lead up the whole time was camera uh, was Billy Slater going to play in the grand final because of that shoulder charge? It dominated yeah. the headlines until he got off. It was ridiculous, and that's not what we should be talking about. Yeah, it's it's it's. I just think it's a. I I, I think that a, a tackle like tackles like those are always going to be charged. I think that's the way it's going to go and players have to get used to not making those tackles. But at the same time, I think there's got to be a bit more clarity around the process, what the rulings mean, what the gradings are and what this stupid carryover point system means. Like, what, why do we need it? Why is everything 375, 425? Make it in, in multiples of hundreds and you just miss the games you're charged for and you don't get punished two years later for something you did two years ago. There's already a system in place with that seven years... Uh, charge free or whatever they have. So why not just leave it? Make it, you're punished at the time. You already get punished on the field anyway. You usually get a penalty. I mean, the thing about Smith's tackle is it wasn't even called at the judiciary. So uh, called on the field. So I don't no. I don't know why the decision was made after. There were no complaints about it. But anyway, we digress. Yeah, let's get on to some positive news. Let's get on to the week ahead. We have... Two NRL games, and we have two NRLW games. Uh, and it all kicks off Friday night, 7.50, at the Sydney Cricket Ground. It is the Roosters versus the Raiders, the grand final rematch. Uh, I'm sure these teams wanted to see each other later on in the, co- in the, in the finals, but uh, they clash heads now. Do you want to go through the teams? Yep, so running through the team list, uh, the Roosters have a double boost with uh, Jake Friend returning from head knock and uh, Sonny Bill Williams, who was lit, uh, said to have had a neck injury last week, named to return. Freddie Lustig has been left out of the squad while Nat Butcher has reverted to the reserves. For the Raiders, uh, they are 1-17 to based on last week's team that beat Cronulla. This game is at the SCG. The, the Roosters uh, were beaten by the Raiders at the SCG earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, grand final rematch. Teams played a few weeks ago uh, in Canberra, which the Roosters won 18-6, wasn't it, Corbs? Yeah. And that was Sonny Bill's return game. I have to say I've, I've found him to be underwhelming since his return. Um, I did say at the time I don't think it's going to be the best of him. Um, the Roosters look. I thought they they put in a really good performance last week. They they really salvaged what looked like it was going to be a um, a dire situation there for a little bit. But and to get it back within a point was pretty impressive. 
Um, but uh, I think they're running on low energy at the moment. Yeah, I am a little worried. Um, that twenty, like I said, that twenty minutes before the half really killed us. Uh, we switched off, and if you're going to switch off against a team like Penrith or like Panthers, they're going to punish, or like the Raiders, they're going to punish you. Um, I last time we did play them, we won. It it was only eighteen six, but it was a convincing eighteen six. I. I'm sticking with the Roosters at home at the SCG. It's a tough place to play. Um, I just, yeah, I think, I still think we're better than the Raiders. I still think we can beat them on our day. Uh, they've shown a lot of time. Like, they, they, they had lapses against the Sharks as well. So, you know, they're not perfect. Yeah, they did have lapses. They were really not great to begin with. Um, I thought... Signs of how the Roosters are at the moment was Trent Robinson being in- incredibly animated in the box last Friday, uh, Friday night. Um, just a situation they're not comfortable being in. I, I think, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to go the Raiders. I, I, I just think that the Roosters, if they can, if, as you're right, you're right. As you said, if they're on, they can they can win. I just don't think they're going to be on. Hmm. I hope you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> 7.50 Saturday night. Uh, we have the Eels versus the Rabbitohs at Bankwest Stadium. Um, last time these two teams versed each other, you remember the result was 38 nil to the Eels. Uh, 38 nil to the Bunnies. Yes, an amazing, amazing performance. Um, for, so, Para have a few changes this week. They could be uh, two wingers down. So they're sweating on the um, fitness of Blake Ferguson, who's looking to recover from a leg injury. Uh, George Jennings has come in on the other week for Sevo, and Ray Stone is the new bench player replacing the suspended um, new Kore. Brad Takarangi or Hayes Dunster could be in the frame for a call-up if Ferguson is ruled out. For Souths, it's the same 17 that beat Newcastle, Sue has been listed to start and Liam Nine's on the bench, but the pair may swap as they did last week. Now, I don't think this game is going to be based on defence. I no. think this game, this game could easily have 80 points scored. Yeah. It could easily um, be it could easily be 48-32 or 50 to 30 or, or something like that. I just think it's going to be who can score more points and who's got more attack in them. Look, if Blake Ferguson is not anywhere near 100%, or even if he isn't 100%, or if he's 95%, don't play him. Alex Johnson carved him up last time they played. He has been a liability on defense all year. I would actually just bench him. I, I don't think that, I don't think it's a, worth the risk for the Parramatta Eels. That is the Rabbitohs' favorite side to attack. I would avoid. I would avoid playing Furco. I, I know he's an Origin representative, but I think he's passed. He's had a really bad season uh, for the Eels, and I would avoid playing him. That's that's my opinion. Uh, I think Souths get this done fairly easily. I do not see anything out of this Parramatta side. I, I don't trust him. Don't trust him at all. Yeah, well, it's still a semi-final, and Parramatta. You know, they were there last year. Um, what happened? What happened to them last year, though? Well, but that's the thing, Corbs. That's the thing. And I, I think that comes back. 
that comes back as a reminder at this time of year. Um, and so I, 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 they could potentially just have that at the back of their mind and think we're not dropping out um, in the second week of the finals again. Um, so let's see what happens. Um, but I, I do think South's a win, but, I, you know, it's, it's the semifinals. You can't rule anyone in or out because it's a whole different ball game. All right. Uh, in the Women's League, uh, first game on Saturday at 12.30 is the Warriors versus the Roosters. Um, the Warriors... Did the Warriors end up beating the Dragons? No, the Warriors ended up... No, they lost to the Broncos. I believe. Um, great debut for Charlotte Kaslick uh, for the Roosters. Uh, she was a player who came over from the Sevens. But for the most part, I think the Roosters had a really good sh- uh, really good showing against, I think, the favourite of the competition, the the Dragons. So let's hope they continue the run here. Yeah, it's. Um, I really love the women's. It's just, it's, it's, it's really great viewing. Um, there's so many, so many talented players in, in all these teams. I like that, that that we've actually only got a four-team comp. I would I would like to see a couple more teams, but uh, it's really sort of kept the talent developing rather than diluting it um, across all sixteen clubs for the moment. And then slowly you build it up and um, expand the competition. But so the uh, as you said, the Warriors Roosters game is first in a triple header at Bankwest on Saturday. So Bartlett and Peters um, are set to show their versatility and they're swapping places at second row and wing. Um, and then former Rooster Chantel Stowers will play her first game in the centres um, while Michaela Peck joins the bench in the place of Shania Power. For the Roosters, For the Roosters, Vetti Walsh is out with a hamstring injury. So Charlotte Kaslik uh, takes the number one jersey. And Corbin McGregor shifts from centre to 5'8". Uh, Captain Corbin McGregor. Captain Corbin McGregor. How good. Um, yeah. Look, I I like watching this for the spectacle, Corbs. I just think it's it's great that we have this. It, it's it's extra. Um, it's an extra something to watch during the finals. It, it's fantastic. Um, I hope to see a bigger comp. I'm of course going to tip the Warriors because I hate the Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned the triple head of the next game is Dragons versus Broncos, the repeat of the grand final from last year. Um, I think the Dragons are basically unchanged for the most part. Yep. Uh, yeah, and so are the Broncos. Yeah. Um, Ali Brigginshaw has been the best player in this competition for the last few years, what she does. I think she's she's moved to the number seven, but she basic she's basically doing that last year from WR. Fantastic player. So I'm gonna stick with the Broncos. They seem to have the Dragons number. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. Um so we've gone uh in the tips, we've uh split. So obviously Corbus has gone the Roosters, I've gone the Raiders. Uh we both picked Souths to beat Parramatta at Bank West. Uh, I've gone the Warriors in the women's and Corbis has gone the Roosters. And then we've both gone uh, Brisbane to defeat the Dragons in the women's on sun- on Saturday at 4pm. Oh, we're nearly there, Corbs. I know, close. couple more weeks, then we got the origin period. Uh, all the origin news we are going to save for after the grand final. Uh, try not to dilute all the news and you know go through all the team lists and whatnot. 
Uh, but, you know, players have been called up. There's some issues with Kalen Ponga's shoulder injury. We'll touch on all that uh, later in the year. But, Emmanuel, I think that's it for the week. Uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And one more thing, Emmanuel. How good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, Michael. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.